When people think of cheer, they imagine girls in uniforms with pom-poms cheering on a team. But cheer can be much more than just that. Like other sports, competitive cheer not only requires physical strength, but mental strength as well. My coach always said, the way you act on a team shows what kind of person you are in the outside world. He'd yell that if you couldn't get along with your teammates, you wouldn't be able to make it in life. He'd claim that there were always going to be people you disliked but still had to work with. What are you going to do when you have a job and you don't get along with your coworker? Are you just not going to go to work? Are you going to complain to your boss about it? No, because they won't care for your drama and neither do I. Other coaches knew who was mentally strong enough for the sport. They were able to tell who was putting in effort and who lacked it. It was easy to tell. I started cheering after I graduated middle school. I began to compete with my town's recreational team. I was there for two seasons and then I took a year off. Afterwards, I decided it was time for me to start again. In the summer of 2018, I decided I was going to try out for an all-star team that was going to open a location in Hudson County. The summer of 2018, I was also in Mexico visiting family for about a month and a half. I was afraid because I missed them, I wouldn't have the chance to be on the team at all. Luckily, a spot had opened up. I knew some of the girls on the team because we used to be teammates, and they told the coaches about me. I started messaging back and forth with one of them, and they told me I would be able to join in with one of the practices when I returned from my trip. I was so excited. On my first day there, I managed to learn part of the jump and stunt sequence. At the end of practice, each stunt was to go up individually so that the coaches could see their progress. I was a bit nervous to go up because I was scared I'd forget the sequence midway. When it was my turn, the coaches were impressed because of what I had accomplished on my first day. I had managed to memorize the stunt and do my best to make sure it stayed up. I was also impressed because I had done nothing but lie around the entire summer. My body was so sore the day after, it was crazy. That had to be one of my proudest moments. I had not cheered for a year, but I was so determined that I didn't let that slow me down, and instead, I pushed myself harder. Despite being able to learn the different parts of the routine quickly, I did not expect for me to become a part of it right away. The other girls were there for about two months. I had not even tried out or been on the team for long. About a week and a half after my first practice, I finally had an actual spot in the sun sequence. It didn't take as long as I thought it would for my stunt group to get used to each other's techniques and begin to trust each other in order to be able to work together to keep the stunt up. As a team, we began to gain the skills needed to increase the level of difficulty of the stunts. It took my group longer to adapt, but I would motivate them to do better than the practice before. Eventually, we got the hang of it and began to work on improving our technique so that it didn't look messy. A couple weeks later, our group was moved from the left spot to the center spot, which is one of the most important ones during stunts because it's the one mostly paid attention to. The stunt group that held that spot for the first three months were really mad, but I didn't care. From the moment my group became, well, just that, a group, we began to work hard in order to improve our technique. When something went wrong, we wouldn't start pointing fingers. We would talk about what we felt wasn't working for each other and we kept trying until we got it right. Our coaches constantly reminded us that everything had to be earned and we didn't get anything we didn't deserve. One of the girls from the other group began to gossip about me. She was so upset about losing the spot, she began to try and turn some of my other teammates against me by spreading rumors. I truly wasn't bothered by it. Their personal opinions towards me were irrelevant. I didn't even know this was going on until one of my other teammates told me. I laughed. 
A couple weeks later, I missed two days of practice because I was sick. I have found out that one of those girls told the coaches ask your practice to go out with friends. I got pretty annoyed after that because if I'm not doing anything to you, I don't see why you should be doing anything to me. Yet here she was going out of her way to make me look bad. At our next practice, I texted our group chat an hour before. I told the girls to arrive five minutes earlier than usual because we were going to have a talk as a team. I sat them all down and I let my other teammates voice an issue that they had and I began talking. What I do outside of these gym doors is none of your concern. The only thing that should matter to you is moving forward as a team to make sure we win those competitions because at the end of the day, if we lose, my whereabouts for last practice won't matter. So tell me why you guys felt the need to figure out and make it your responsibility to tell the coaches where I am when I had already spoken to them. You guys had no right to do what you did. So now tell me what it is that you gained from telling the coaches a lie. You guys are focused on the wrong thing. After I finished speaking, my teammates got up and began to back me up. She started pointing out how it was the same people always being lazy at practice. I asked the girls who had told the coaches a false information. They all quickly began to point fingers and talk over each other. I was one of the older ones on the team, so they respected me a lot. Well, most of them did. I told them in a longer matter. I let it be known that nobody should be worried about anyone's personal life once they walk through those doors. How about you focus on pushing ourselves harder so that we don't embarrass ourselves at competition? I explained to them that it was our passion for the sport that made us work hard and earn the spot. Everybody stayed quiet afterwards because everything I said was true. Before that day, I had never bragged about taking that spot. I remained humble about it because I knew there was always room for improvement. And in cheer, your spot is never secure. They tried to make a lot of my other teammates turn against me as well and they took any chance they got to try and make me look bad in front of the coaches. Unfortunately for them, my coaches loved me because they knew someone, what someone with genuine determination looked like. So anything they tried backfired. I carry a passion for the sport that makes me push my limit. It made my ambition to become literate and cheerleading stronger than most. Although it was a good way to stay active, cheer was an escape for me. It was a way to get away from the problems at home and at school. The moment I stepped on that mat, any other thought I had in my mind went out the door. I liked the fact that I was so focused on hitting, which is successfully performing a part of or the whole routine, that nothing else held the same importance to me. It was the only thing I had that nobody could ruin for me other than myself. I had only been cheering for two years prior to that season, but with those two years, I learned a lot about the sport. Cheer isn't what people make it out to be. It's a sport that hours and hours of practice are put into in order to try and perfect a routine. It takes the same amount of mental capacity that would go into reading and writing. The same way you would have to memorize a formula for a math test or words for a spelling bee. These counts have to be memorized. You only have 2 minutes and 36 seconds to perform a routine. Every move goes on a certain count, which goes along to the beat of music. But the beat is constantly changing, and so is the speed of the counts. Apart from memorizing them, the skills that go with the counts also come into play. These skills, like reading and writing, take months and sometimes even years to perfect. Literacy is not just reading and writing. It's a task that is used based on the skills learned. There are many forms of literacy. Cheerleading is a form of physical literacy. 
physical literacy as described by physical health education means the ability to move with competence and confidence in a wide variety of physical activities in multiple environments that benefit the healthy development of the whole person. Although basic skills of literacy are used for cheer, movement plays the biggest role in the sport, something that cannot be taught with paper and pencils. A year ago, I won nationals with my all-star team, something that I would have not been able to do had I not used what I learned in cheer. I put in the work and dedication and it paid off. I'm very proud of how far I've come. I can do any spot in the stunt, but like I said before, there's always room for improvement and I want to continue to learn more skills.